Hey, Coast to Coast listeners. Are you in need of company during those strange days and lonely nights? Every Monday, Molly Lambert, Tess Lynch, and myself, Emily Yoshida, gather in dark rooms on either side of the coast for a free jazz blend of pop culture theory, internet fascinations, and venture down a plethora of half-baked conspiracy theory rabbit holes. Fans of Coast to Coast should know that Art Bell is actually a huge influence on our show. So if you're looking for a younger perspective on a lot of the theories and stuff that he was always into, then you will definitely enjoy our podcast. Everything from advice on life and love, to ghost stories, to alien sightings, our thoughts on astrology, and the coming apocalypse. Listen to Night Call on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. L.A. Marzulli back with us, author, lecturer, filmmaker. He has penned a number of books, including the Nephilim Trilogy, and received an honorary doctorate for the series from the Pacific International University. He has several DVDs out, including Fatima, Miracle of the Sun, or A Harbinger of Deception. And his latest is called Fatima 2, Strange Phenomena. It is the second film in this series. L.A., welcome to the program, and I love this subject. Well, thanks, George. Always great to be here. What an exciting story happened in October of 1917. Give us a quick review of what happened. Well, it's, it's, it's complex, but the thumbnail sketch is simply this. Um, three illiterate children, uh, Lucia, who was 10, Francisco was 9, and Jacinta was 7, um, had an apparition. In other words, they saw something. It was an entity. We all, I think everyone can agree that the kids saw something. And it was just the three of them out there in the field tending the sheep, and this entity gave them something to eat and drink. Uh, all three children ate, but only Lucia and Jacinta drank. So they were only, all three kids could see the entity, but only Lucia and Jacinta could hear the entity. And they went back, of course, and told their parents, and this created an uproar, and the parish priest, Father Fiera, thought it was, might have been uh, demonic on some level, but it was controversial. And the entity said it would, would come every 13th of the month, and it did this. And so the crowd began to swell, and it was a, a very, even back then, it was controversial. Um, the magistrates and the, the officials and the church officials, including the priest and everybody else, there was a lot of, lot of uh, uproar going on. And so they asked the kids, go back and ask the entity for a sign. So they do. And, and the entity says, notice I'm calling it an entity. Right. So the entity says, come back on uh, the 13th, of October, and there will be a sign. So the word gets out, and by this time in September, the crowds have already been up 30, 40,000 people. And that's without social network. Exactly, which is it's amazing, amazing to think about. And October 13, 1917 happens, and the people are there gathered in a field. They don't know what to expect. They just know it's going to be some kind of a sign. And at 1 o'clock, the clouds part, and the sun comes out. It's been raining all day. Clouds part, sun comes out, but then another cloud comes in front of the sun. And this is where the whole story um, is managed, in my opinion. And we drilled in on this in the first film, Fatima 1, Miracle of the Sun or a Harbinger of Deception. I believe, first of all, it was a UFO event. Um, and, and this is after years of research. And we drew all of our information from the original handwritten 1917 documents, not from documents that come in decades later. 
These were written by the parish priest, Father Fiera, of eyewitnesses who were there in the field. And what happens is the clouds part, this other cloud comes in front of the sun, and out of this comes an object. Eyewitnesses say, I looked up and saw a dull silver disc. And this disc begins to spin, and then it descends on the crowd, and then it goes back up again. It does this three times before what's called the flyby. And when the disc comes over the crowd, this object comes over the crowd, people who are standing there, their clothes are drenched because it's been raining all morning. Yeah. And they're suddenly dry, and the ground is dry. Wow. But then there's other phenomena that occurs during what we, we have now come to call the flyby. So it, it's very complex, and I just want to say right up front that we're not trying to disparage anyone's belief system. People can believe what they want to believe. But what I'm saying and what we discovered and talking to the experts over there and, and really putting our nose to the grindstone and researching this, first of all, there was an ancient goddess worship called Mora, and Mora had the ability to spin the sun, to spin the sun. And so that's just, that's just a thumbnail sketch of what we discovered at Fatima. Now, in, we know practically that the sun can't physically come down. It would burn everybody up. There are some people who believe this miracle actually happened that way. I've always thought that the, the object people saw was a very bright, illuminated E.T. craft of some type. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I would agree with that. We've got uh, lawyers and doctors who are standing in the field. These are highly educated men. Many of the people there were peasants. Many of the people were illiterate. And something else is important for us to remember. In 1917 in Portugal, no one, pretty much nobody out of these 70,000 people staying in the field have seen any, any type of aerial phenomenon at all. No airplanes in Portugal in 1917. Maybe one or two in Lisbon. Maybe. And we, we've tried to track that down, and it's very, very iffy. World War I is raging. Yes, they're using airplanes, but Portugal's not involved um, you know, with, with an air force, per se. They are involved in the war, but there's no air force. There's no Portuguese air force. So most people in the field have never seen any type of aerial phenomenon at all. There's nothing in the grid to prepare them for what they're looking at. And this is why when people look up at the sky in 1917, they say, I saw a dull silver disc. Mm -hmm. And for us, that translates in, in modern vernacular, flying saucer UFO. L.A., wasn't there a picture taken, a photograph taken of the crowd? What's interesting is we know of one photographer. Um, we've tracked this down. There was definitely one photographer in the field that day. His name was Joshua Benolio. He took 12 photographs. And these are, <laughs> these are old, old cameras. These are the ones with the glass plates that are inserted into yeah, the camera. And they're all black and white. All black and white. There are incredible uh, photographs of the crowd that day. And I remember you and I talked about this at least 10 years ago. Um, and I, and I was, was, was talking about, you know, somebody must have got a shot of this thing. And because the, the so-called miracle went on between 10 and 14 minutes. And before I get into the, into the photographic thing, I want to just say something. A woman called me recently, emailed, and I spoke to her on the phone after she emailed me, gave me her phone number. And in Conyers, Georgia, uh, there was a so-called apparition going on in the 90s. And at the end of the film, Fatima 2, what I've done is I've taken a compilation of the so-called sun miracles and apparitions and put them all together. And it's just mind-boggling to watch it. But she was there in Conyers, Georgia, and she's standing in the field, 
next to her fiance. They're they're shoulder to shoulder. She looks up at at the phenomena that's going on. She sees a religious figure. He looks up at the same phenomenon. He sees a UFO. There you go. How is that possible? Yeah, exactly. How is that possible? Fatima 2, tell us a little bit about that. Well, Fatima 2 picks up where um, the first uh, installment in the series uh, left off, basically. What we, what we realize, and that's why it's called Strange Phenomena, all sorts of incredible, strange, high strangeness happened when the disc-like object appeared over the crowd. Uh, we talked about when the disc came over, um, people's clothes were dry, but they had burns on the skin. And we use Chase Klotsky, uh, as we're talking all through the film, Chase comes in and sort of uh, gives us, okay, does this relate in any way? Does burns, the, the skin burns relate in any way to the modern UFO uh, phenomenon? And she says, of course, yes. And what we go to in the film, the Cash Lamburn situation, where these people got out of a car, there was an object in the sky, um, the, the car was scorched, the, their skin was scorched, uh, Vicky's hair started falling out, radiation sickness, the whole nine yards. And all we have to do is go to Close Encounters of the of a third kind, the Spielberg film where, um, you know, Dreyfus's characters in the, in the pickup truck at the stop sign and the craft is overhead. Next morning he wakes up and looks at himself in the, fear, in the mirror and he's got... Half his face is red. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And this is what happened at Fatima. People complained of skin burns. So, I mean, if, if it's, a, if it's um, an apparition from, let's say, God, why is this happening? And why are only some people... And the people that had the skin burns, George, were the people that were in that flight path when the object flew over the crowd. And that object flew very low, less than 100 feet, about 100 feet above the crowd, which is really low. And even if it's a small craft, let's say 40 to 60 feet, I mean, that's just, I've been under aircraft that's flown directly overhead, even a small biplane. And if you've never seen anything like that, it's, it's unbelievable. Oh, my God, you'll be in awe. Exactly. Of course you would be. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.